Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I, I appreciate that. I've got a speech to give. Please. Sesame's was already griping about, you know, all of this. <laughs> these guys, I got these mayors down here, they want to get out of here. So, so but look, I, I'm obviously uh, honored by all the nice things that have been said. I've, uh, did, this is a state of the city speech, it's about the city, but I, but I appreciate the fact that so many of you have come here today and want to share in the good things that are happening here, and I'm glad, I'm just honored to have been a part of it. I also want to thank Brian Stevens and everyone at the Chamber of Commerce for hosting this event, and obviously I want to thank all my friends at Town Bank for doing it as well. Norfolk offers a lifestyle and amenities that are attracting new residences and businesses who are transforming our city into a vibrant, resilient coastal community. None of this would be possible without the support of our citizens, the business community, our colleges and universities, our military partners, and so many other people and organizations. Norfolk is moving in a direction that enjoys broad support. And the council, the city council, joins me in thanking you for all that you do and all that you are doing to make our city a better place to live, work, and play. Um, Brian did a nice job of introducing our military guests who are with us today. I would like to repeat how honored we are to have General, French General Dennis Mercier here, Supreme Allied Command Transformation. General, thank you for being here. And General Manfred Nielsen, who is about to take uh, the deputy job over here. Um, really, the, even a, a bonus is they both live in Norfolk. Was not always the case, but General Nielsen from Germany is here. And also, uh, Admiral Davison, thank you for being here. I know you got your hands full. And so, but thank you for taking out time uh, to be here. And of course, our old friend Admiral Harvey is here. John, we appreciate you being here. And thank you for your continued service to the Commonwealth as well. Also, we've, Jack Scorby is here, the Commander Navy Region uh, Mid-Atlantic. Um, we will see a lot of him, and we're glad to have him with us here today. Okay. We are proud of Norfolk's historic role in defending the nation. I wanted to say that and our strong bonds with the military. Memorials on the downtown waterfront attest to this heritage and remind us of the sacrifices made by active duty military members and their families in defending our country. And that's my grandson and my son-in-law uh, as he's about to deploy. Next year marks the 100th anniversary of, of Naval Station Norfolk. Founded in 1917 on the grounds of the 1907 Jamestown Exposition. The base grew to become the world's largest naval station and a highly valued member of the Norfolk family. We look forward to an exciting centennial celebration. Also want to say how glad that I am that the Lieutenant Governor, Ralph Northam, is in the house. Ralph, thank you. He ought to be out campaigning across the Commonwealth. And a guy who's always here, Congressman Bobby Scott, is always here. Bobby, thank you. Uh, I'm impressed. I'm honored that I have, uh, there are three mayors here with us. Uh, uh, Mayor Wright and, and Mayor Sessoms and Mayor Krasnoff. I think they've come to see if it's true that I'm really <laughs> leaving. They love you when you leave, right? I mean, these guys have been fighting me like dogs for years, and here they, here they are to say goodbye, okay? That's okay, but thank you for coming. <laughs> and I, I, I meant that. I meant that in a nice way, guys. I said to Mayor Wright, I said, you know, why aren't, they're having a victory celebration at Norcom for the state basketball championship. 
at one, at one o'clock. I mean, it's going on. I said, why aren't you there? And he said, you know, I really wanted to be here in any way. We won five of the seven last day championships, so I, so I might as well come over here. And, you know, and Alan is here. Of course, he's running unopposed, so he can come and he can go anywhere he wants uh, for, for re-election. And we've got Will Sessoms here, who I'm, Will, I want to say this with all sincerity, how, how pleased I am to know that you're running for re-election in Virginia Beach. You've been a great friend to this region, and we're with you, I can promise you that. Also, um, uh, I need to mention the names of the city councils, council members who were here. I work with them very closely, and to the extent I've had, you know, just being a team, a member of a team with them, that's the important thing, and we have to work together. And so the Vice Mayor Angela Williams Graves is here, Councilman Barkley Wynn, Councilman Andy Protegiro is here, Councilman Tommy Smeagle, uh, Councilwoman Mamie Johnson is here. Let's give them a round of applause, please. Thanks. Thank you. And I know we have some former council members who are here, so like Father Green and Connolly and Don and Randy, so thank you all for being here. Last month's uh, cold snap triggered an outbreak of fires across the region, but none approaching the magnitude of the February 13th four-alarm fire in Willoughby that damaged 14 buildings and destroyed eight. For over 12 hours, more than 60 fire rescue personnel battled wind-whipped flames and bitterly cold temperatures before extinguishing the blaze. Miraculously, no lives were lost. Norfolk Fire Rescue personnel turned in an heroic performance, fighting what Chief Jeff Wise described as one of the worst fires he's been in in his 37 years of service. In support, our regional allies came to our aid. We are grateful for the assistance Navy Region Mid-Atlantic's federal firefighters provided at the fire. The Virginia Beach and Chesapeake firefighters who sent firefighters to backfill Norfolk stations. The cities of Hampton and Suffolk who assisted in investigating the fire's cause and origin. HRT, I know they're here, who after one phone call sent buses for firefighters and residents to use as warming stations. And the Red Cross and city staff who opened a nearby recreation center for displaced residents. This was really a great example of regional planning, it didn't just happen, regional planning and cooperation. Chief Wise is here. Please join me in thanking him and all of our first responders for their great work. Thanks. Norfolk is Virginia's gateway for global trade, home to the world's largest naval base, the North American headquarters for NATO, and the business, financial, educational, cultural, and medical center of the region. Recent news of several major developments coming to the city will reinforce our position as the dynamic urban center of Hampton Roads. First was Tuesday's formal announcement of plans by Fortune 251 company, Automatic Data Processing, to open an office and bring nearly 2,000 jobs to Norfolk with an approximate $90 million annual payroll. It's a big deal. ADP is a global corporation specializing in business outsourcing solutions. They are one of the world's most innovative, diverse, and admired companies. With over 56,000 employees, ADP serves 620,000 customers in 125 countries. They're the real thing. 
They will occupy all 375,000 square feet in the two commercial place office building purchased by developer Buddy Gadams as part of a larger project called CityWalk. This is the largest number of jobs to come to the region in well over a generation. It is estimated to have a total economic impact of nearly $495 million annually when you consider direct, indirect, and induced impacts spending. Employees should start arriving by next fall. Quite honestly, this is a huge win for us. It took true teamwork. Governor McAuliffe was instrumental. The entire city council supplied policy direction and support. The effort was led by city manager Marcus Jones and his administration with legal advice provided by city attorney Bernard Pishko. Please join me in thanking all of them for such great work. Thanks also go to Harita, the Chamber of Commerce, the Greater Norfolk Corporation, the Downtown Norfolk Council, Fest Events, and many others for their involvement and support. At the heart of all of this was Buddy Gadams and his team working to secure a lease that worked for ADP. Please give all of them a round of applause as well. This total effort was a validation of years and years of public and private partnerships working to build an authentic urban core and an economic engine that would pay dividends for the whole city of Norfolk. As a result, the entire office market has significantly tightened, setting the stage for future development, future economic growth, and more job creation. Central to this was Buddy's announcement of his plan to purchase the 24-story Bank of America building and redevelop it into, an, into Icon at City Walk with 275 luxury-sized apartments with dramatic views of the Elizabeth River, a ground floor restaurant, pool, spa, and fitness facility, Icon will offer a style of apartment living unlike anything else in Hampton Roads. This $100 million investment will bring 500 more residents to the business district and boost the number of people living downtown to well over 6,000. Right on time and set to open next March is The Main, a 22-story Hilton Hotel and The Exchange, a 105,000-square-foot state-of-the-art conference center with a modern design, symbolic of downtown's renaissance, and numerous great amenities. The Main is going to be a transformational development that will allow us to attract more and larger conferences. The project created 700 construction jobs and it will add 500 new jobs when it opens. And more good news. Work on the Waterside District is on track for an April 2017 opening. The property is 90% leased with tenant announcements to be made next month. We already know about Star Hill Brew Pub. This development will create nearly 1,000 full and part-time jobs. Taylor Gray and Jennifer Carter from the Cordish Companies are here so let's welcome them to Norfolk. Guys, thank you for being here. <clears throat> Together, the ADP, the Maine, Waterside District, and Icon and City Walk will be a game changer for downtown. They will dramatically enhance, down, enhance downtown's vibrancy and help boost and diversify the economy, creating more investment opportunities. The scope of what Buddy has accomplished over the past several years is amazing. Almost single-handedly, he has created a neighborhood in the middle of downtown 
with a total of investment of over $300 million. That includes finished work and properties under development or con construction. So Buddy is also here. Buddy, where are you? Buddy, there you are. Okay, thank you for being here. Listen, Marathon Development, that's Buddy, Marathon Development now leases 650 apartments downtown. They are 97% occupied. There are another 545 units coming online in the next two years. Buddy is driving the boom in downtown residential living and his street level retail is 100% leased. Less than two hours ago, Governor McAuliffe and the City of Norfolk and Movement Mortgage, one of the, nation, one of the nation's fastest growing mortgage companies, announced it will relocate 650 jobs from within the region and add another 200 jobs to the former J.C. Penney building at Military Circle. Movement Mortgage was co-founded in 2008 by Toby Harris and retired NFL player Casey Crawford. In 2014, the, the company generated more than $214 million in revenue and originated loans totaling more than $8 billion. Movement Mortgage will bring new energy to the Military Highway Corridor, set the tone for future redevelopment of Military Circle, and help us attract additional new development. Toby Harris is here. Please welcome him to Norfolk. Toby, I was told you were here. Okay. In early May, Simon Property Group will break ground on Norfolk premium outlets at the former Lake Wright Golf Course. This $75 million project will create 500 construction jobs and 800 full and part-time jobs. It is the most important regional retail destination since the MacArthur Center. It's projected to generate upwards of $3 million in annual tax revenue. Norfolk-based SL Nussbaum Realty was instrumental in making this project a realty, so please join me in thanking them as well. I know they're back here somewhere. Thanks, Miles. Thank you. We are also a railroad town. Since 1982, Norfolk has proudly served as headquarters for Norfolk Southern Corporation, the nation's premier railroad. Over the years, NS has been one of the city's strongest partners. They consistently and generously support the arts. Its employees serve on city and nonprofit boards, and they volunteer in the community. And just yesterday, Governor McAuliffe, Governor's having a good week, Governor McAuliffe, Norfolk Southern, and the city of Norfolk announced that Norfolk Southern has invested $8.2 million in its headquarters here to accommodate 165 new employees downtown. So I want to thank I want to thank Norfolk Southern for all it does for us and extend a warm welcome to the new employees who bring with them an, an additional $20 million payroll package. This solidifies, we hope, Jim, Norfolk's role as home to our flagship corporate citizen. And thank you, NS, for your vote of confidence in Norfolk. I also want to congratulate Wick Mormon, who retired as executive director of the NS Board of Directors at the end of the year. Wick was succeeded by Norfolk Southern President and CEO Jim Squires. Mr. Squires is the latest in a long line of great leaders at Norfolk Southern with a fighting spirit who will, who will maintain the independence of our railroad. Jim, thank you for the great job you and your team are doing. Let's give Jim a great round of applause, okay? Thank you.
The over 5,000 jobs, ADP, Movement Mortgage, Simon, Cordish, Gold Key, PHR, and Norfolk Southern are bringing to the city is far and away the most important economic development achievement in more than a generation. Why they chose Norfolk should encourage us all. Significantly for ADP is the large pool of military ve veterans available to employ. They all cited our wired and skilled workforce, nearby colleges and universities. And I want to thank John Broderick for being here today and, and, and Scott and, and, you know, and Edna for being here and taking their time out as well. We have a, <clears throat> there's, they mentioned a variety of housing options, a growing creative community, a pro-business environment, the arts, light rail, they mentioned light rail, bike paths, and a vibrant, walkable downtown. All are qualities this council and others before it worked so hard to achieve in striving to build a 21st century city. Decades of work are now being rewarded as businesses and residents discover the new Norfolk. I also need to add that our colleges and universities are adding real value to our economic development efforts. For instance, Old Dominion University is ranked second in Virginia in producing STEM H degrees. The Governor and General Assembly recognized this effort with their decisions to fund construction of a $71 million chemistry building and authorized planning for a $74 million health sciences building. This represents ODU's unwavering commitment to bolstering our economy and bringing high-paying private sector jobs to our region. Likewise, Norfolk State University's selection by the federal government as the lead institution for a cybersecurity education and workforce pipeline will also contribute to business development and job growth in this ever more critical field. Last year, our newest public buildings, the Slover Library and the Consolidated Courthouse, opened to widespread acclaim. One of the goals for the Slover was to make it a destination, a place where people of all ages would want to visit and experience often. This has been achieved by offering areas and activities for children, teens, and adults. The linking of Slover's modern building to the historic City Hall and Post Office building expresses a philosophy of preserving and respecting the best of the past while building the future. This led the American Institute of Architects and the American Library Association to select Slover for the prestigious 2015 Library Building Award. The library was also a factor, we're told, in persuading ADP to locate downtown. If you haven't been there, you should go. You'll be very impressed. Construction on phase two of the courthouse is on track for a completion next March. It includes a makeover of the Civic Center Plaza and brings Main Street across St. Paul's Boulevard. From Main Street to Olney Road, the Granby Street Corridor is being energized by the renovation of the former Union Mission, the historic Virginia Club building, the Taswell Hotel, Wainwright Building, and more and by the addition of 15 new businesses and restaurants that have opened or are preparing to open. The Downtown Norfolk Council is contributing to this activity <clears throat> with its Vibrant Spaces program, which provides grants to new and existing businesses that create street-level vitality. Following December's round of awards, three new businesses, Lemia's Crepes, Muddy Paws Pet Store, and Prince Inc. Company moved to the 400 block of Granby Street. Grants made to existing businesses include Brick Anchor Brewhouse, where brothers Phil and Glenn Smith invested $2.1 million in a first-class renovation of the former Jack Quinn's. 
It just opened last Friday, and it is a great addition to downtown. Please welcome Phil Smith, who is here. Phil, thank you for your investment. And, and it is about time that we thank Stur Siegfried, Barbara Zobie, and Ronnie Zobie for their many years of investment in downtown. Their latest and perhaps best effort is Leone's, their sixth restaurant, which should open this summer. It's a, 2000, it's a $2 million project with rooftop dining. So thank you to Stur and Barbara and Ronnie for your confidence in Norfolk. In the emerging Chelsea district, the, the Birch, which opened in 2011, serves, serves quality, rare, and exotic beers, and was just rated the fifth best beer bar in America by USA Today. And we're very proud uh, of the Birch and everything going on in Chelsea. It's doing great. The Arts District, or Neon District, as it's now called, sprang to life last year with dazzling wall murals and the addition of two new arts venues work release and glass wheel studio. Work release is a multi-purpose exhibition and event space in the historic Texaco building developed by Brother Rudder. Glass wheel studio developed by the Patricia and Douglas Perry Foundation is a contemporary art studio with two rotating galleries and a studio artists program. The Perrys are not able to be with us today but Brother Rudder is. Please help me in thanking them for their investment in Norfolk as well. Following its move to the Duke Grace Building, the D-Art Center now calls the Neon District home. D-Art, work release, glass wheel, the Chrysler Museum with its Perry Glass Studio, and the Harrison Opera House give the Neon six strong anchors to grow from. It will have seven once work is complete on phase two of the Hugh R. Copeland Center, a second classroom and theater building for the hurrah players. For more than 30 years, Hugh has used the theater to provide students with an enriching educational experience. The hurrah players' enduring popularity attest to Hugh's talent. So Hugh, thank you for all you do for our youth. And that's a great picture of Hugh. Who, who would, who, <laughs> Hugh, where are you? Are you in here? Thanks. Led by the Chrysler Museum, Norfolk is the cultural capital of the Commonwealth. The Virginia Symphony, Virginia Arts Festival, Virginia Opera, and Virginia Stage Company are nationally recognized. Our colleges and universities, along with numerous other arts organizations, all contribute to the abundant cultural opportunities. This season marks Maestro Joanne Folletta's 25th anniversary with the symphony. Under her baton, the symphony has become one of the finest orchestral groups in the country. And Todd Rosenlieb Dance is now celebrating 10 years on Grammy Street. Wow, it's time gone by. The Virginia Arts Festival is, cel is celebrating its 20th anniversary. Rob Cross and company have lined up a blockbuster season fe featuring performances by Yo-Yo Ma, the Alvin Ailey Dance Company, and of course, the Virginia International Tattoo, named by the American Bus Association as the top U.S. event of North America's 100 best events for 2016. It's a big deal. Rob, where are you? Thank you? 
The tattoo will also feature the first American Pipe Band Championship. 300 pipers in eight bands from Canada, the United Kingdom, and the U.S., and ranking among the best in the world, will compete for top honors at Scope. It will be the biggest gathering of pipe bands in U.S. history. You should lock your doors, right? I mean, that was... <laughs> the arts are vital to Norfolk. They distinguish us for, our high for their high quality while improving our economy. In a city as diverse as ours, with so many differing points of view, the arts, including public art, help bring us together. We can all agree about our love of beauty, and the arts provide this in our lives and in the public realm. It works to unify us. More than any community in Hampton Roads or the Commonwealth, we, Norfolk, supports the arts and are proud to do so. They deserve our support, both public and private, for good reason. What would warm weather be without Fest events and its waterfront festivals led by Harbor Fest? It's the longest running free maritime festival in the nation. This year, Harbor Fest celebrates its 40th anniversary with three days of tall ships, music, family fun, and a spectacular fireworks show. Fest events has been an essential ingredient in downtown's revitalization and in Norfolk becoming a regional entertainment destination. For more than 30 years, Karen Sherberger and her talented staff have produced award-winning waterfront events in downtown and in Ocean View, bringing millions of people to Norfolk. To Karen and everyone at Fest Events, thank you for all that you have done and continue to do for us. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks, Karen. It's the best. I also want to thank Mary Miller and the folks of the Downtown Norfolk Council for their solid stewardship of all things downtown and for giving us a great family tradition with the Grand Illumination Parade. DNC's First Fridays have also become very popular events. In a throwback to yesteryear, the 2016 series kicks off on an April 1st, and we're going to debut the return of Street Light Arches on Granby. It's going to be really special. That's an old, old picture, but we're going to try to capture some of that. With more than 500 animals, four continents, eight gardens, and a half million visitors a year, the Virginia Zoo is a world-class attraction and a great place for families. This year, the zoo is celebrating its 115th anniversary with a variety of events, including the return of the Zoo to Do, a capital campaign for a reptile house, and the opening of the Animal Wellness Campus. The Botanical Garden has developed a national reputation for excellence. They are now hosting Lantern Asia, 36 works of art, some four stories tall, and highlighting traditional, traditional Asian themes. Whether seen during the day or illuminated at night, this is a spectacular exhibition. More than a quarter million visitors explored Nauticus and the Battleship Wisconsin last year. Nauticus's emphasis on environmental education led to awards for Junior Scientist Club and its partnership with the Elizabeth River Project. Last year, the city welcomed the return of Carnival Cruise Lines as passengers from across the mid-Atlantic border ships bound for the Bahamas and Bermuda. Nearly 50,000 cruise ship passengers and 14,000 crew members visited downtown Norfolk in 2015. This year, our schedule continues to grow. In fact, we are double booked for a day in October with a ship at Half Moon 
and another at Lambert's Point. Who would have thought? We'll roll out the red carpet for, for another nearly 50,000 passengers and another 14,000 crew members in 2016, creating an enormous economic impact for us. To strengthen our city's long-term financial sustainability, the Council adopted policies that have structurally balanced the budget and fully funded the economic downturn and risk management reserves. We finished the fiscal year with an $8 million surplus, and our present operating budget, largely because of efficiencies, is less than it was six years ago. For the third straight year, real estate assessments will see an increase, and we are projected to increase in our projected to increase next year. Over the last 20 years, assessments citywide have grown from $7.8 billion to $18.2 billion. That's a strong sign of a growing and resilient tax, resilient tax base. And it's remarkable when you consider this growth occurred during the Great Recession in a city that was already 95% developed. Our population grew again last year, now standing at over 247,000. It has increased every year for the last five years. That's long enough to declare this a trend. Even more encouraging is our population is getting younger. Nearly one-third of our residents are millennials. At last count, there are more than 203,000 jobs in the city, with over 5,000 more on the way. And we, have, and we continue to have the region's highest average weekly wage. The unemployment rate of 5.2% is 3.3 percentage points lower than five years ago, and that's good news. The strength of our online business communities, together with efforts to improve broadband access for residents and businesses to be wired and wireless, was recognized by internet technology giant Google, which named Norfolk as Virginia's E-City. Last fall, Norfolk welcomed a new corporate citizen, the CDI Corporation. CDI provides engineering, IT, and staffing solutions in a range of industries, including the defense industry. Following a half-million-dollar renovation of its building in Norfolk Industrial Park, CDI opened last fall, bringing 200 high-quality jobs to the city. Scott Cummings, the Director of Engineering and Government Services, is here with us. So please join me welcoming him and all the CDI employees to Norfolk. Centera's recent announcement that construction is set to begin on a $199 million expansion at Norfolk General Hospital is great news for the region's health care. Three floors will be added to the Kaufman and River Pavilion wings. 18 operating rooms will be expanded and modernized, and the emergency department will be expanded. Centera Norfolk General has been ranked two years in a row by U.S. News and World Report as Virginia's best hospital. In the past 18 months, patients from 28 states, Puerto Rico, Canada, Germany, and other countries have traveled to Semtera, Norfolk General for cardiac, cancer, neurology, and urology care, making it a mid-Atlantic and international destination for advanced medical treatment. And in less than a week, the ribbon will be cut on the final phase of Centera Lee's Hospital's $120 million renovation. Kalana Shipyard, located in Berkeley, is the oldest family-owned and operated private shipyard in the nation. It recently announced plans to invest $30 million to expand its operation with a larger dry dock 
and to add 51 new jobs. Kalanas has called Norfolk home since 1875, and last year celebrated its 140th year. Congratulations to everyone at Kalanas, and Karen Kalana is with us today. Karen, are you here? Thanks a lot. Great part of our ship repair industry. Under the steady hand of its executive director and CEO, John Reinhardt, the Port of Virginia roared back to profitability in 2015, handling nearly 20 million tons of cargo valued at $60 billion. It's a record year that made the port the fifth largest in the nation. And they are, in are on track to have another record-breaking year. According to a 2014 study, the port generates more than $60 billion in spending, 7% of the state's GDP, and provides for more than 374,000 jobs. That's 9.5% of the state's employment. To prepare for even larger ships, the Port and the Army Corps of Engineers are evaluating the dredging of the channels deeper and wider, going down below 50 foot. When combined with $31 million in improvements underway at NIT, and now we know uh, with this General Assembly and the great action that, that our friends at the General Assembly have done with the new bond package supporting $350 million in investments at the port, we know that it's going to allow us to market the deepest channels and the most modern have them and the most modern terminals on the East Coast. In an effort to stimulate export activity, the city established the Global Initiatives Fund, offering direct access to capital for businesses looking to enter or expand into the global marketplace. The goal is to create more companies like Sorrentino Mariani. It's an international firm founded more than 20 years ago by Rick and Felicia Mariani. The Marianis manufacture high-quality furniture that ship worldwide. The majority of their 60-person workforce lives in Norfolk. The company also works with the Second Chances program to hire ex-offenders. Sorrentino Mariani is, a, is in a growth mode and plans to invest up to $4 million for an expansion in the Douglas Park area and to add an additional 50 to 60 new jobs. Rick and Felicia are with us and today just happens to be their 38th wedding anniversary. So please stand and we can thank you, welcome you. In the back. There we are. The city's 75-year partnership with Norfolk Redevelopment Housing Authority has produced historic achievements. It has revitalized downtown, built new neighborhoods, revitalized others, and helped develop the campuses of Norfolk State and Old Dominion Universities and Tidewater Community College that are so important to us. More recently, it has helped transform East Ocean View with new communities. East Beach, Harbor Walk, and Bay Breeze Point have increased ownership rates, and since the year 2000, helped increase property values from $42 million to $480 million. Our partner in the remarkable East Beach development is Bart Fry. So let's thank Bart for all he's done with us, too. Bart. <laughs> development of the new Broad Creek community has increased property values there from essentially zero to $80 million, while adding new assets such as the 80, amazing $80 million Croc Center, a new Richard H. Bowling Elementary, and an Anchor Branch Library that will start construction later this year. In the Church Street-Huntersville corridor, redevelopment efforts 
have increased values from $35 million in 2000 to $142 million today. And then Berkeley redevelopment continues with the banks at Berkeley. It's a four-story, 50-unit apartment community by Woda Development that broke ground last fall. It is named in honor of longtime civic leader George Banks. George is here, so please stand, George, so we can thank you for all you've done for us, too. That's George at the podium. In Ward's Corner, acquisition and demolition of blighted properties in Denby Park, development of the $18 million K&K Shopping Center, and a new $20 million Sam's Club have helped double property values to nearly $390 million. Improving student test scores and the recent appointment of Dr. Melinda Boone as superintendent promises better days ahead for Norfolk Public Schools. Dr. Boone returned to Norfolk after serving as school superintendent in Worcester, Massachusetts. She is here today, so please give her a warm welcome home as well. Dr. Boone, thanks. Dr. Boone begins her tenure in the middle of the most ambitious school construction program in the city's history. At this moment, four schools are under construction. It's the Campostella K through eight STEM school, Richard H. Bolden, Largemont, and Ocean View Elementary schools. Including the new Crossroads Elementary, this is a $130 million investment and fulfills the council's promise to build five new schools. We are also committed to building a new Camp Allen Elementary with the Navy, and design work is now underway for that. When combined with the 2004 opening of Norview High School, Coleman Place Elementary, and the renovated and enlarged Blair Middle School, we have built nine schools in 13 years at a total cost of $244 million. It's the most significant capital investment in our school system in the city's history. It's now time to focus on building a career technical high school. Of the estimated one and a half million job openings in the Commonwealth in the next decade, 50 to 60% of them will not require a four-year degree, but they will require advanced training and technical skills. This is what CTE schools specialize in, along with rigorous academics. A CTE school educates students for a range of career options, such as transportation or health science, and information technology, maritime as well. The CTE schools enjoy real support, but it will require a strong partnership among the city, the school system, the business and philanthropic communities, and the state. Vital for our children's future, it should be our number one priority going forward. The root of so many of our social challenges that we face, whether it's crime, educational attainment, unemployment, or public health, can be explained by the presence of poverty. At 22%, Norfolk's poverty rate has remained essentially unchanged for decades. This led to the appointment of a Blue Ribbon Task Force that recommended focusing poverty reduction efforts on early childhood education, youth career pathways, adult workforce development, and neighborhood revitalization. Beginning with last year's budget, $3.9 million has been allocated towards implementing those recommendations but more money is going to be needed. 1.4 million helped establish a housing trust fund. We hope to grow that to address the need for affordable housing. $1 million was set aside for planning of the Career Technical Education School that I just mentioned. And 1.5 million was dedicated to implementing recommendations 
for, work for workforce development, neighborhood revitalization, and early childhood development. The workforce development component will be strengthened by a $2.7 million HUD grant that will allow NRHA to provide work readiness, education, and financial empowerment services to 225 families in the Young Terrace public housing community. Together with our private and nonprofit partners, we can and we will begin to move Norfolk residents out of poverty, more of them out of poverty, and into the mainstream. Ten years ago, the city adopted a blueprint to end homelessness. It was a bold beginning to tackle a tragic and complicated problem. Looking back, it is remarkable at what has been accomplished. We now have an office to end homelessness that has partnered with dozens of nonprofit organizations to respond to the needs of homeless citizens, especially families, veterans, and the chronically homeless. When we started, there was no supportive housing anywhere in the region. Today, there are 320 units. The first 60 were built in Norfolk. The once Church Street station is completed at the end of the year, another 40 units will come online. And just last week, Crescent Square opened in Virginia Beach. It's a great facility with 80 more units. As part of our commitment to veterans, in September 2014, Norfolk became the first city in Virginia to sign on to the National Mayor's Challenge to End Veterans Homelessness. We met that challenge last Veterans Day, thanks to the assistance of our many partners at the federal, state, and local level. I'd also like to acknowledge with deep appreciation everyone who's worked <clears throat> and helped make our Homeless Connect events a great success. Twice a year for the past 10 years, and I think we're the only community in America that does this twice a year. Volunteers have assembled at Scope to serve an average, 500 volunteers have assembled at Scope to serve an average of 450 people needing assistance. It's an inspiring example of human compassion. As a city nearly surrounded by water, flooding has been a fact of life here for centuries. But rising seas and sinking land have made flooding a commonplace occurrence. It is a formidable challenge with multiple solutions, all of them expensive. And so the recent announcement that Norfolk will receive most of a $120 million federal flood mitigation grant was very welcome news and allows us to move ahead on two important projects. The first is in the Ohio Creek watershed east of downtown. There, portions of Kimball Terrace and Westminster Avenue will be elevated. Berms and swales will be constructed and marshes improved to capture storm water in the Chesterfield Heights neighborhood. The second project is the development of a coastal resilience accelerator to induce new businesses devoted to combating rising seas. Beginning this spring, the Army Corps of Engineers begins a major project to replenish the beach from East Ocean View to Willoughby. The city, the city is responsible for 25% of this cost, so $38 million effort, overall effort. And when finished, it will greatly improve the beaches and protect bayfront communities from storm surge flooding. Complementing this is a recently approved sand, man sand management plan to protect the dunes and promote beach stability. The Army Corps has also chosen Norfolk for a comprehensive study to evaluate alternatives for coordinated and implementable solutions for, for flood risk management. Our selection was supported by the White House which has called Norfolk a national model. Over time, we have developed a strong partnership with our friends at the Corps, and we should thank them. We should thank the Corps of Engineers 
for their help with this very difficult problem. The city, the city will also be part of a joint land use study the Navy will be conducting to better understand the effects of climate change and sea level rise on naval facilities here and in Virginia Beach. In addition to ongoing flood mitigation projects, such as raising roadways, installing more pump stations, and completing drainage improvements, we've also been narrowing options and cost estimates for flood barriers to protect areas in Ghent, Ocean View, and a large portion of the city in the Lafayette River watershed. Mitigation is also needed in the Newton Creek watershed, which, is, which encompasses the St. Paul's revitalization area. These are big projects with big costs requiring more assistance from the federal government. Flood mitigation is part of a larger effort focused on resiliency. In 2013, Norfolk became one of the first members of the Rockefeller Foundation's 100 Resilient Cities. This initiative is helping cities around the world become better able to meet physical and social and economic challenges through collaborative problem solving. Norfolk has one of the best police departments in the country. And under Chief Mike Goldsmith's leadership, NPD is becoming a more agile organization, capable of adapting quickly to a changing environment. A good example of this is the Crisis Intervention Team, a joint effort with the Community Services Board to train officers in how to respond more effectively to calls involving people with severe psychiatric problems. In less than a year, the program graduated 200 police officers. This has resulted in an unprecedented decrease in arrests and the use of force by others. In recognition of this superior performance, Virginia CIT Coalition awarded the Norfolk Crisis Intervention Team the 2015 CIT Program of the Year Award. So please join me in congratulating NPD on this important achievement. Chief, thank you. Thanks a lot. NPD was, among, was also among the first police departments in the state to adopt the use of body cameras. Right now, 340 officers are equipped with body cameras. Another 250 are on order, enough to equip all uniform officers in the, federal, in the Field Operations Bureau. The Chief has also implemented programs to improve officers' response to cultural, gender-based, age-related, and socioeconomic economic differences, and to identify behavior patterns indicating an officer may need retraining or supervisory intervention. These proactive steps, together with NPD's extensive community outreach efforts, place it in the forefront of the most innovative, innovative police departments. I'm also pleased to report that overall the crime rate fell by again last year by 3%. While violent crime was up, the 3% decrease in overall crime continues a 15-year trend that since 2000 has seen violent crime fall by 25%, property crime by 36%, and total crime by 35%. This achievement is due to solid police work, citizen participation, and the good work of the Crime Line program. In the global economy, transportation is destiny. For our economy to reach its full potential, potential our transportation network must improve. With the Hampton Roads Transportation Accountability Commission, 
we now have a vehicle for funding and building new projects. And so far, nine have been identified with a price tag of $8.6 billion. Of those, the first phase of widening of I-64 on the peninsula is under construction, with the second phase slated to begin this fall. On the south side, bids will be advertised next month on phase one of a project to improve the I-64, I-264 interchange. The second phase will be advertised for bid in January. I want to stop here. I want to thank Alan Krasnoff for his leadership at the HR TAC to get the thing off the ground and, for, and to Will Sessoms, who is the, has succeeded Alan as the chairman for his great leadership. Just yesterday, we voted on putting a whole package of projects uh, to bed, which the most ambitious planning, building, road construction project in, this, in the region's history. So thank you guys for your leadership there as well. Construction is at last underway on the I-564 intermodal connector. This is a $175 million project. It will improve traffic congestion in and out of the naval base and assist in the handling of increasing cargo loads at the port. It is designed to help divert traffic off Hampton Boulevard. It is also the first leg of the Third Harbor Crossing. Since 1997, Third Crossing has been the region's unanimously agreed upon priority for congestion relief at Harbor Crossing choke points, especially at the RBT. I know I mention it every year. If I never, uh, I know, I, I can't help it, but it has been endorsed by everyone from the Navy, the Chamber of Commerce, and Norfolk Southern Corporation, as well as the Norfolk Federation of Civic Lakes. For the region's economic future, we must find a way to build the third crossing. Work on the $2.1 billion Midtown Tunnel Project one of the region's largest highway projects in the last 30 years is nearly complete. When finished, hopefully next year, it will double the capacity of the 50-year-old crossing and reduce round-trip travel time by 30 minutes. It will better connect the region, and just as other bridge tunnel projects have done, will stimulate the economy and create jobs by relieving some pressure at the downtown and HRBT tunnels. It will also offer traffic relief on Hampton Boulevard and Bramilton Avenue. Ultimately, though, adding more highway lanes will not solve our congestion problems. Solutions must include alternative modes of transportation, and these include bus and light rail and heavy rail. Norfolk is the only city so far in the Commonwealth with a light rail system, and work is now proceeding on plans to extend the line to the naval base the next logical destination. And let's hope our friends in Virginia Beach will move ahead on extending the tide from Newtown Road to the town center. Okay. And then we can go to Chesapeake, right? So this is a natural connection that will improve commerce between the two cities, even as it provides more commuters a viable alternative to the automobile. With the return of intercity passenger rail in 2012, ridership has increased each year. Last year, nearly 154,000 people rode the train. The Commonwealth has now completed funding for capacity improvements between Norfolk and Richmond to allow, with the assistance of Norfolk Southern, to allow for trains two and three. So these two trains should be in service by 2018. Norfolk is a richly diverse city 
And as we look forward to the coming year and beyond, there is much to be thankful for. Our economy is diversifying and improving. Local revenues are growing. The budget is well managed, managed and structurally balanced. We finished the, the fiscal year with an $8 million surplus. Our unemployment is lower and more people are working. The crime rate continues on a downward trend and we are working diligently to improve the lives of our neediest fellow citizens. We have the best city employees and the best city manager in Virginia. Our population is growing and growing younger as people and businesses rediscover the many advantages of real city living. It's arts and cultural life, higher education opportunities, comprehensive and convenient medical care, a vibrant downtown, neighborhoods of every variety from urban to suburban, bike paths, beaches, waterways, and the convenience of living in the heart of the region. Norfolk is a vibrant and historic port city where citizens, the military, and businesses are creating the most dynamic and authentic waterfront community in America. All of this makes it possible to say that the state of this old seaport city is strong and the future is very bright. After 22 years as mayor, this is my 20th and final State of the City speech. Before I step away, I would like to acknowledge one person here and thank them. For 20 years now, the clerk of the city council, Breck Daughtry, has been compiling this speech, pulling it together. And every year he's begged me to, to shorten it, and every year he's failed. <laughs> but Breck is the glue that holds me together, the city council, city hall, and there is not a better public servant anywhere that I've ever known. Breck, would you stand? And let me thank you. I have cherished this long, sometimes too long, conversation we have had about the well-being of our community. Our city has made real progress over the last couple of decades. Working together, we have built a better home for ourselves and our children, and we are positioned to capitalize on the momentum generated. With recent announcements and more on the way, I know we have turned a corner. My optimism is also based on my belief that there is a talented, capable, younger generation present and eager to take Norfolk forward. I'm going to enjoy watching it happen. Thank you for your many years of hard work, encouragement, and support. It's been an honor. God bless you, and God bless the city of Norfolk. Thank you.